This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Inspired by hip-hop and the faith culture, the sanctuary in my solitude, the thoughts, feelings, and life lessons of an imperfect Christian by Anthony Kiesick is BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com's work in print. It is a book of poetry, and it's available through iUniverse.com, Amazon.com, BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com, and the links are also available in our social media and podcast. So please consider The Sanctuary of My Solitude if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name's Anthony. And I'm Jessica. And last month, we spent the whole month talking about joy, right? Exactly. So now we're going to kind of swing that pendulum the other way, and we're going to talk about anger. (laughs) What is your first thoughts about this topic? So I feel like it's good to acknowledge that everyone gets angry at some point over something in their lives. Oh, definitely. Now, what that thing is, is going to look different from person to person or situation to situation. Mm -hmm. But there's always something that is going to be upsetting. Like, it's an unavoidable part of the human condition and just life in general. So, with that being said, because everybody gets mad, everybody gets angry... We're going to go ahead, we're going to take a look at what the Bible says about how to deal with our anger, right? Mm -hmm. So, we're going to focus this week on Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 to 27. Would you mind reading that for me? Oh, sure. Okay. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So just at a glance, what does that mean? Well, I think it acknowledges that we are... As people, beings that live in community with one another. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, just with that proximity to people, we're going to have to have those hard conversations. Where yeah. it's like speaking the truth. Calling someone out on, like, hey, I just have to have a that kind of joke that revolves I don't know if it's in other countries but here in America sometimes people will say like I had to have a come to Jesus talk with them yeah which is like okay I had to have a really serious and honest conversation with this person absolutely but I also love the fact right that it's like it's not telling you that you could never be angry um, I think the church actually teaches that too much where it's like oh you're not allowed to be angry So, it reminds me of in Disney's Enchanted, where Amy Adams' character, Giselle, like, she's in New York City, 
She spent her first night there. She's cleaned and like made the dress out of her curtains. And then she just has this moment where she's talking to Patrick Dempsey's character. And she says, you know what? I'm, I'm angry. Mm -hmm. Like she's in her land of enchantedness. I don't know what it's called right now because it's early and I'm tired. But she has never allowed herself to be anything other than this stereotypical like, oh, I'm super happy Disney princess all the time. And that's unhealthy, too. Um, but again, I love the fact that the Bible is so clear of like, you're allowed to be angry. But in your anger, don't sin. And I think what that means, is I'm, and I'll get into my notes in a moment, but I think what that means is this idea of like, okay, how are you managing your anger? What are you doing with your anger? Um, does your anger control you or are you in control of your anger? Well, like, as we're getting ready to prepare this podcast, again, here in America, we're getting ready for the Super Bowl, which is, like, the end of the football season. So, there are a lot of people who might be angry or upset that, like, hey, my team did not make it to the Super Bowl. Or, for the two teams that have, the team that loses is obviously going to be upset. Yeah. But in your notes, like, we're going to talk about, yes, it's okay to be angry, but really where our integrity as Christians comes into play is, what do we do after that moment? Like, what is the team that loses the Super Bowl? Like, how do they react? So exactly. how, do, how do we react to these big moments in our lives where, yes, a situation has happened that is seemingly unfair, what we do next is going to determine our character. Absolutely. Um, so kind of going into my notes, remember we're talking about Ephesians chapter 4, verses 25 to 27. And I'm taking my notes from um, the NIV like study Bible that I have. So basically the first thing it says is the bible doesn't tell us that we can't be angry or that we can't feel angry uh but the bible does tell us to handle our anger properly so it doesn't control us right so again it's having control of your anger and not allowing your anger to control you it goes on to say um if you don't, you know, vet your your anger or you vet it thoughtlessly, meaning you're not really controlling it, um, often what it's going to do is it's going to tear apart your relationships. It's going to it's going to start to hurt the people that you care about because you can't control your anger. Um, and I think we've both known people in our lives that like because they don't control their anger, that the people around them, their family and their loved ones are like. Walking on eggshells, so to speak. Oh, definitely. And that is a tumultuous, emotional uh, landmine of a situation. Because if you have someone with a short fuse, anger speaking, you never know what's going to set them off. Mm -hmm. But I also like this. Because in verse 25, it talks about uh, putting away falsehood. And letting each other speak the truth, right? So, you could take that a few different ways. It's but but the way 
the way I'm seeing it, the way I'm understanding it, when it comes to anger, is the idea of you have to let someone speak about why they're angry. Oh, definitely. Um, again, just like thinking about a counseling situation, a lot of the times the third party, the mediator, is there to allow for the injured parties to be like, okay, this person is going to get to speak without interruption. Like, yeah. basically, I will tell you when it's your turn to talk. Yeah. And usually that situation comes from the fact that, like, one person in that relationship has really wanted to do all of the talking. Mm-hmm. Or controls the whole relationship or the whole conversation. Um so in my in my study Bible, it says it this way. It says, if our feelings become bottled up, it can cause us to become bitter and destroy us from the inside out. So what we start to do is we start to hold everything in. We forget to have a release or have those conversations. And what we really do is we end up hurting ourselves emotionally. And sometimes it could lead to physical harm toward yourself or toward another if it does get to that point, we do we do encourage you to seek out counseling, to seek out help because your life is too valuable for you to be hurting yourself or others. I really like how you put that. Again, um, as the pandemic just continues on, there are so many people who are struggling with their mental health and having anger issues like is a valid part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, they have so many resources where you can have literally a therapist through your laptop or smartphone. So if you're concerned about, oh, leaving my home to go to an appointment, they really modify that situation. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to handle that. Uh, I do want to go over a few more notes, and then what we'll go over is some other scriptures that talk about anger, because I think anger is one of those things that we don't realize is in the Bible as much as it is. Well, I think a lot of people, when they think about anger in the Bible, are like, oh, smite me, oh mighty smiter, like from, uh, is it Evan Almighty? Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty. Like, Bruce Almighty. It's just like, oh, God is an angry person up there in a chair like boom here's a lightning bolt for you you well, know well, like, and i think i think we forget we are allowed to be angry we we think to be a christian and to be filled with joy means that you never experience anger and that's not the truth uh the fact is while jesus was on earth he felt angry paul had multiple times where he felt anger uh and i'm sure you could find it with every disciple that followed jesus there was times where they were angry and there is this idea of righteous anger and unrighteous anger. Do you want to go into that a little bit? So, righteous anger is like when you are upset over something that really is important. Like if you see a matter of social injustice and that makes you feel angry, that's an appropriate time to be like, okay, this is going to motivate me to take action, to do something to impact the situation mm-hmm. that's upsetting you. That's a righteous example of being angry or upset. Mm-hmm. Having unrighteous anger is, okay, I'm upset, and I'm just going to lash out at someone else. 
because I feel emotionally compromised. That's not a good way to deal with that emotion. Yeah. Because it doesn't help you to feel better and it hurts someone that is close to you that you might even truly love and care about. Yes. Um, so we talked about bottling up our emotions and, and why that's not good. Um, the, the, foot, the rest of my notes basically says, Paul encourages us to deal with our anger immediately in a way that builds up relationships. So again, it's the idea of communicating your anger and allowing people to help you, uh, allowing people to work with you. Because basically, if we nurse our anger, if we just sit there and let it fester and let it let it bottle up, it gives the enemy, it gives the devil opportunities to break us apart, to break our families apart, and to hurt our loved ones, right? So it, 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 that's why it's so important to talk about your anger and talk about what's going on. Because I know for me personally, in the times when, when I didn't, you know, uh, talk about what was going on, that was when I was the most, not only the most angry, but the most um, frustrated frustrated, and, and had the most opportunity to do things that would could cause division within my marriage, within my friendships. like, And I was okay with that because I was angry. Does that make sense? Well, and honestly, here's the thing why I think Paul included like, hey, talk about it right away, is because sometimes... You like you could be angry about something, but the person who has offended you might not even realize that what they said or did upset you in the first place. Oh yeah, um, I can't tell you how many times that that somebody realized I was angry, and they they realized that they were a, a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't even realize what was going on. They they didn't understand why I was angry. Um, so yeah, that definitely happens. Because, like, again, like, if you just let that situation fester and you don't kind of get a handle on it, you just explode. And then this poor person is going to be like, whoa, this is random. It's coming out of left field. Like, I had no idea. Exactly. So we're going to go ahead and transition from there. We're still going to talk about anger, but we're going to talk about a biblical view of anger. So I found this online. We'll have a link in the description yeah. below. My favorite it, 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 thing to say. <laughs> yeah. So it's from um, Focus on the Family. Um, and it, it's a whole article about anger. Uh, we're going to focus predominantly on just the different areas in the Bible where it talks about anger. Because again, I think this is one of those topics that people who don't read the Bible, Bible regularly um, don't realize that it talks about this much. So you have verses like, uh, it looks like it's in James chapter 1, verse 19. Let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So again, it's the idea of like, you're allowed to be angry, but slow down. You know, like analyze what's making you angry. Analyze what you're hearing and process it. Well, honestly... Listening is the key component to, okay, I'm not going to just wait until it's my turn to speak because I have something that I want to say, mm-hmm. but to take a back seat for a moment and really 
try to tune into what the other person is trying to convey to you because they themselves could be upset. Absolutely. Um, let's see, it says, uh, it talks about the Apostle Paul writing to Ephesians. So we just read that. Uh, be angry and do not sin. Uh, do not let the sun da go down on your anger. Again, it's the idea of handling your anger in a timely manner uh, with words. So we just talked about that. Um, the next verse um, comes from Proverbs 19, verse 11. A man's direct, uh, discretion sorry, makes him slow to anger, and it is his glory to overlook the overlook a transgression so again it's the idea of like when somebody hurts you um slow down for a minute process what's going on and figure out why you may be angry but also what we want to put that caveat of like if you are physically being harmed by someone who loves you or someone who claims to love you this is where you need to get help um i know you've we've mentioned it multiple times where it's like if you're being abused you're being hurt don't let that anger, you know, turn into something harmful, but seek help because that's that's what's going to be the most beneficial. Any any comments on that? Well, looking at the discretion in regards to anger, I think that's like, okay, knowing which situations to be like, to say, no, hey, I'm going to stand up for myself and other things are like, okay, like, that's a minor transgression. I can let that slide. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm, we're not going to go over this whole article, um, but we are going to link it in um, the description so you can go ahead and go through that. The fact is this, anger is throughout the Bible, whether it's God's anger, which is a righteous anger, uh, whether it's human anger, and, and the different ways they express it, right? Like, like there are... Um, examples of people who who express their anger in, in a negative way and some express their anger in a positive way and it's up to us as, as we're reading the Bible and as we're studying scripture to kind of point out and go okay that that wasn't good this was so not every example of anger is perfect in the Bible because that's what I love about the Bible is it shows human condition in all stages of life Right, not everyone in there is a perfect role model. Not everyone in there are people we should follow um, all the time or understand. What we should follow is Jesus's advice and his his lead because he dealt with his anger righteously. Well, and looking at the different ages and stages in life, it's called the terrible twos for a reason. Your toddler has a learned the word no. And B, has yet to develop emotional regulation and control. So that could be a dangerous combination if, again, like you have someone that's growing up who never really learns how to process and deal with their anger. Then you end up in the terrible 20s. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that could lead to a rap sheet, honestly. <laughs> yes. Um, so... Is there anything else we need to discuss before we go into um, what we have for, for the future episodes? So, 
When we were sitting down, it was probably last fall, winter-ish, to plan out our year for this year, I was really like, okay, I want to do this series about biblically how to handle your emotions. And joy was like super easy because, I mean, like, hello. It's, it's joy. It's happiness and being joyful. And like, that was a great series to talk about. Anger, I don't know if this is going to be as easy, light, and fun. Yeah, because we just have to acknowledge sometimes things upset us. And like when you get really upset, how do you handle it? For, for like anger management, they have a lot of comedy specials, I feel like deal with like, hey, there was this one time I got really upset and here's what happened, but like they are able to make it funny mm -hmm. because that's their job. Like, I feel like Fluffy, mm -hmm. you love him. Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. So as far as anger goes, to start off this series, I was really glad that we picked looking at that m moment from Ephesians where Paul is saying, you can be angry, but don't sin. Because again, like Anthony and I mentioned earlier, it seems like in the church world, it's just like, okay, you have to be joyful and happy all the time, every day. And for me, like, unless you are a Christmas elf in real life, being that exuberant is not accurate picture of the reality of the human condition no well and again we we like i said we've all seen that 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 christian who's like a little too joyful all the time and you're just like do you ever get angry do you ever have a rough day or a rough morning and well i feel like i am totally guilty of being that person especially when i'm at work i'm just like hey so and so how are you doing like I am super happy and excited for six hours straight, and it's difficult. <laughs> like, I was talking to my coworkers last night, and they're like, Jessica, I can't see you, like, having any aggression at all. And that's when I roll my eyes, and I go, wait till she gets hungry. Because I get hangry, which is this wonderful concept of you are angry, not at like a circumstance or a situation, but specifically because you are so hungry, you're like, oh, I am crabby now. I'm that person that always has to have snacks in my purse. And like, I, I'm the person who tells her to have snacks and she doesn't always do it. We don't have kids, but I'm definitely the one to be like, I got a granola bar. I got some goldfish. Like, yeah. we're good. Now, I will admit, I am the person, I'm the opposite, where it's like, yes. if I'm at work and I'm having a rough day, I tell people I'm having a rough day. I may not go into detail. I may not tell them everything. I'll just tell them, hey, I'm having a rough day. Kind of be patient with me. And because I love that authenticity, right? I love the idea of like, look, today was rough. This weekend was rough. Whatever it was. And I'll give them a like a brief synopsis of like, this is kind of what happened, and then we go from there. Uh, but I do that because I'm like, I'm gonna be completely honest with everybody. I'm still gonna be 
you know, professional. I'm still going to be um, focused on whatever tasks I need to accomplish. But I'm going to let you know, it's not, I'm not in the mood. Um, so I try to communicate that. And I feel like we've all worked with or encountered people who always seem to be upset. Yeah. Like, every situation is, oh my goodness, this is the worst thing in the world that could ever happen to me. And then when they tell you the story, you're just kind of taken aback of like, really? Like, that's the worst thing that, that's going on with Yeah, my, my, my favorite are the people. My favorite are the people who are angry and just upset. And you're like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, I dropped my coffee this morning. And I'm like, okay, go get another one. Like, that's not the worst thing in the world. I understand, you know, it was probably custom made with 19 different sugars and, and nine different types of milk or whatever, but calm down. Because for take me, a breath, get another one. When I hear, like, oh, this is the worst thing, like, I'm having the worst day, I'm like, is someone in the hospital? Have you been in a car accident? Like, yeah. my brain just automatically jumps to, okay, this is the worst case scenario, like, up to and including death. And you're like, oh. Well, I dropped my coffee. Perhaps I <laughs> I need to clean up my coffee and maybe change my blouse. Like, yeah. You know. Yes, it's kind of sucks. It's kind of sad. But you can always get another coffee. Yeah. So looking into this series about anger, uh, let me go ahead and check. I have my handy dandy planner over here. Which, like, if you are not a planner person, I am sad for you because it really is super helpful. All right, we are in February. Okay, so here is the breakdown. This episode will air on Monday, uh, February 7th. So we will have four weeks where we look at the topic of anger and I had to laugh because it's like this is such an interesting topic to be going into for Valentine's Day next <laughs> Monday because Valentine's Day is like the holiday here in America that is supposed to celebrate love romantic love yes um so yeah well I, I do know <laughs> I do know I want to talk about Jesus getting angry. Oh, yes. We've definitely talked about the fact that we will be addressing the uh, incident where Jesus literally was like, all right, I'm going to throw some tables. Yeah, and why he did it and, and why that's righteous, right? Because I think, again, we look at it as that's not right, something's wrong. But I think for next week... I want to do something kind of special. So Ooh, next week, something special. We're gonna talk about. <laughs> he laughs. We're gonna talk about jealousy. Oh yeah, that is because definitely a that, component of anger. And here's why I think of it this way: because the Bible talks about God being a jealous God, and I've heard from multiple pastors, and I do tend to agree with this. Where, um, like the 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 love that a, a you know a husband has for his wife or a wife has for their husband um, is so strong. There's times where anger is normal, 
So we're going to talk about that next week. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be good. I kind of lost my co-host. She ran away. I was... So, Rolly, our youngest cat, has literally grown up with this podcast. So when she was itty-bitty, I would just hold her in my arms and she'd fall asleep. But now that she's bigger, she will come and just try and cry in the microphone because she is jealous of the fact that we are podcasting and not playing with her. So I have to scoop her up and give her some snuggles. That way she's not just pitifully crying in the background. Yeah. But so, yeah, jealousy in a marriage relationship. Um, I feel like there could be so much to unpack about jealousy. Now, along with this, we're also going to... There's a song by a Christian artist named Shailen who writes a song. It's, it's kind of a violent song, but it's a song of like jealousy of, of, of uh, a husband realizing his wife is cheating on him. And that he relates that to this is how God feels when we do the same. Because mm-hmm. it's the same type of love. Um, well, think about all the things in our modern world that compete for our attention. Mm-hmm. I feel like before the world was modernized, maybe people paid a little bit more attention to God because like, they just didn't have as many different things to fill their time and day with as yeah. we do. Well, and not only that, we, we, we and I think it, the Bible's even very specific on like, you know, um, very specific as far as even at that time in the early church, they had to t- make time to spend with God, to be in prayer, to be in, you know, the, the Bible of the time, which would basically be uh, the Torah, um, you know, and study how they could. Now we have the privilege through technology to really have no excuse but the problem is we get distracted by other things before we spend time with god well and again those of you who've been listening to our podcast for a while know that i love mr rogers and one of his quotes talks about the fact that there really is not enough time for us to do everything that we would really like to do which is why we have to prioritize our time yes and looking at the priority of time within the concept of jealousy. Again, we're talking about this song where an affair has been discovered. Anthony and I, like, even before we got married, in our premarital counseling, we're like, we want to affair-proof our marriage. Because people who have an affair like you're taking time and energy that really should be dedicated to your spouse or significant other and pouring it into someone else's life who's not a part of that relationship and i realized that polyamory is very popular right now mm-hmm. where you have maybe a main partner who will have two separate partners and they may also have a relationship with each other 
for me, honestly, I, I feel like I would be too jealous to share mm-hmm. my husband with anyone else. Absolutely. I wouldn't be able to do it. But we acknowledge that that's a part of the world that we live in, is that there is a wide variety of different lifestyles and probably different reasons to be jealous, different ways of reacting to anger. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be an interesting series for us because Anthony and I, like we both in our own separate ways, we have to deal with anger in our lives. Like there are situations that have happened years ago that we're still upset by. Yeah. At least for me, I don't know about you. No, there's still, there's still, uh, what did we call it? Triggers. Triggers, um, yes. But anyway, yeah, we will talk about that next week. Um, so the song, I just looked the song up. It is called The Jealous One by Shai Lin. And I'll put a link in the description, but that way you could listen to the song ahead of time because we won't be able to put like audio in because of like copyright. I don't want to deal with that. And I have never heard this song before, so next week we're going to be getting a fresh perspective with a new pair of eyes on yeah. the jealous one. So, so it might actually be um, a little longer than an episode, simply because we're gonna kind of break down the song. We're gonna talk about um, how that you know how that talks about anger. Is it is it biblical? Is it not biblical? We'll have. Um, scripture to back us up you know so it's gonna be a good episode I'm excited for this series I think I'm more excited for this series than I was joy because <laughs> anger is, is something I have way more experience with so well, speaking of things that you have more experience with do you want us do you want blah do you want to give us a wrestling with faith update yes so the I've decided we're going to keep doing wrestling with faith, uh, but we're going to do it in more of a sharing the testimony of professional wrestlers who are a Christian. That's kind of what we're doing now. Last week, I got with um, my friend Ken, um, or Mr. Gentleman, on uh, social media, and we basically did some fantasy booking, so check that out. It's wrestling with faith. You can go ahead and download that. You can go ahead and um, look at that. So it, we're starting to get into some good stuff. This next week, we're going into the testimony of The Undertaker. So if you know wrestling and you know The Undertaker, this is going to be fun. Because I'm going to kind of do a compare and contrast between what I could pull up from his real life and his character that he played for so many years. And we're just going to compare and contrast and talk about his faith based on what I can find. Now, I do want to let you know, um, he's a very private person, so there's not a whole lot of information on his real life. So, okay, there you go. Well, I, I look to you because you look like you might have said, wanted to say something. Oh, no, I just always like how you're like, oh, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestling With Faith. And follow us at, on at Beautiful Feet Entertainment uh, and BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Would you mind praying for us? Okay. Oh, I have to like transition <laughs> into prayer time. 
Dear God, we thank you for today. We thank you for the many blessings that you've given to us. We thank you for this attitude of gratitude that we're going to be working throughout this calendar year to cultivate. Thank you for our listeners, wherever in the world they may be. I still, like, I just cannot get over that wonder of technology that we're here in our living room in the United States and there are people across the globe who are able through technology to be able to listen to us and share with us and just be a part of this process as we're going through what it is as Christians to grapple with the anger that we feel. There are a myriad of reasons that we all could have to be angry and justifiably so through social injustice, a lack of adequate resources. There are just things that break our heart. And as Christians, you have called us to be close to those who are brokenhearted. Mm -hmm. And we pray especially for the persecuted church, those Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ, who simply because they want to have Christianity as the religion and the relationship that they practice could very well end up losing their lives for that. Here in America, people are able to openly go to church and worship. They can worship God in a variety of different ways because we have religious freedom here. And we hope that we can continue to thank God for that freedom, for that fact. So we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ who do not have the ability to worship God openly. We thank you for your word, that it will guide us through this time as we examine the scripture to learn more about anger and how it could possibly not only impact ourselves, but the lives of our loved ones and the people within the community with which we live, grow, and serve. The people that are a part of our day-to-day -day interactions. We thank you, God, that you have acknowledged that our emotions are from you. You've given us free will and the ability to make these choices, but we also know that our actions have consequences. And that's not just tied to anger, but that's tied to every situation in life. But we thank you, God, that you are sovereign. That means that we put you above all else, that you are the first priority in our lives, because we know that this world that we live in is a gift that you've given us. You've created this space for us to exist in. You've created each and every one of us. The scripture tells us that you knit us together in our mother's wombs. So even before we make our grand entrance into the world, you have a plan for our lives. And that is something that we can take with us as we continue this year, that we can know that you are a God of hope and a God that fulfills the promises that you have for us. And the promise of the Messiah 
You sent your son to live among us, to die for us, to be with us always. So we thank you for that sacrifice. And it's in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please feel free to like, subscribe, share it with a friend, leave a comment, whatever you need to do. Um, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.